So have you guys been uh, following the development of this uh, America's Next Top Activist? Oh, I'm already preparing for season two. Oh, yeah? Yes, you absolutely. Try- I've got all the Twitter handles reserved, <laughs> a couple of Instagram. <clears throat> God, I hope I don't have to clear my fucking throat this whole episode like I did last time. A uh, couple of Instagram handles reserved. Yeah, no, I'm ready. I have tattooed Usher Notice Me on my chest. <laughs> Uh, so I, I am ready to go. You know yeah. what's really fucked up about this show is that Usher's the only host whose name I recognize, and I don't think I have heard, I have uttered his name in like 20 years. So what the fuck is happening on yeah. the show? I feel like I must be living under a rock, because I, I haven't heard of this. What, what a beautiful rock. Yeah. <laughs> show me your rock. Yeah. <laughs> David, that's very rude to ask a guest that. <laughs> So this is like uh, America's top activist or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, the activist hosted on <laughs> CBS. So people are going to, uh, it's, it's. Sean King it's, is actually going to win. Every, every <laughs> <season>. <laughs> uh, hey, a, maybe Rachel Dolezal will make out good. Yeah. The, this, um, the activist spotlights individuals who've made it their life's work to change the world for the better, as well as the incredible and often challenging work they do on the ground in their communities. Mm-hmm. But so it's judged by like social media engagement. Yeah. And just whatever the judges think matters. Yeah. Again, the things that get stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> like social media. Posting engagement. and impressing Usher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other two guests are uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Julianne Hugh. I don't know who either of these people are. Yeah, Me either. I. I never heard of these people. They must, they be, they must be activists. They must be really good activists. Yeah. They couldn't book uh, Greta. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Greta. Yeah. Watch Greta. <laughs> Yo, I would watch Greta TV. I, I like if Gre- if Greta was just given a uh, like a, a, a megaphone on uh, like you know any topic that she wanted to and like could just you know yell at world leaders like all day, I'd probably tune in every so often. Maybe there will be a segment on the activist where like it would be like the final boss, you know, like where they're like down to the, like, the last <laughs> few, and then like Greta just like berates them. And like yeah, call, yeah, and yeah. calls just them, them yeah. yeah, just yeah. calls them like useless sycophants, and they're like, and then whoever like breaks first and like does a self crit, like they they're out. Yeah, they have like challenges, and they're like, all right, how impassioned can you say? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, if they, if they can come up, I think it's whoever does the best self crit wins. Oh, because no. self crit oh, okay. is yeah. definitely an important part of being an activist right. in these day in this day and age. So I was thinking like the most effective clapback on Twitter. Where, like, you quote tweet her and say, like, interesting coming from a citizen of a petro state, you know, or something. (laughs) Well, I I think the clapback, the self-crit, the, um, you know, whoever does the best job of, like, cleansing their Twitter timeline of, you know... Like anything problematic, any problematic take that they had in 2014 has got to be the person, yeah, who apologizes to Chelsea Clinton the most for using tropes. Yeah, you know, like this. This is going to be a great season. Best explanation for a slightly uh, anti-Semitic thing you said on Twitter in 2011. Right, if you can walk that back successfully, (laughs) you are activist of the year. Yeah, is this going to be on in prime time? Like, what kind of audience? I can only hope. Yeah. I want fucking eight p.m. like we like Wednesdays. Must see TV. Must is see that t- is that CBS? Uh, I don't. I have know. no idea. I don't know. CBS. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. What else is even on CBS? 
Oh, there's a coming up season, uh, America's uh, next uh, top domestic terrorist. <laughs> I'm fucking, I got that one uh, in the T- queue. TSA obstacle course. It's, it's, it's like American Ninja, but it's uh, just getting through different kinds of security theater. Yeah. <laughs> Carefully disguising your explosives in right, a trial yeah. size shampoo bottle. <laughs> Get the ceramic gun across security. Oh, <laughs> Jesus like, you know, I'll give you like 10 for like physical, like, you know, objective destruction, but it wasn't really a media spectacle like it should have been. You know, like it didn't really grip me emotionally. Like I wasn't traumatized from watching this on TV enough you for only, it to leave the impact. Only, only one news cycle. You got one news cycle. It's not enough. Yeah. So we should probably int- uh, introduce whose reputation we're destroying by talking <laughs> by joking about terrorist reality TV shows. <laughs> uh, we have friend of the show Adam Peltier with us uh, today to uh, to talk about all things union. Hi. Yes. Hi everyone. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for coming, coming, Adam. Long time listener, first time participant. <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky to have you. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about what uh, what makes you an expert. Why do we even have you here? Why should we what care are, what you think? Yeah, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm I'm definitely I'm not an expert, I'm like an anti-expert, uh, <laughs> um, aggressively not knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you're in I, good I don't yeah. know what's going on. Most of the time, just you know, fake it. Natural podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I live in Troy, down in Lansingburg. Um, my union organizer professionally. Involved with my local labor council in Troy, along with uh, David, fellow delegate, and, um, you know, just all around extra average guy. (laughs) (laughs) Extra average. Hell yeah. Union man. Yeah. So so what union are you, uh, you know, involved with the most? Um, So... I work, I work for CSEA as a statewide organizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of, you know, if there were such thing as a, a, a dream job, um, I think this would be it. It's basically. CSEA stands for? Uh, the Civil Service Employees Association. Oh. It's one of the large public sector, primarily public sector unions in the state. A lot of local government, state employees. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So my job there is basically to try and, you know, identify and help workers that don't have a union f- form one. So nice. take a place where there's nothing and try and create something. And this is when uh, we should let everyone know that the state of New York has the highest union density in the country and the capital region of New York has the highest in the state. So we are n- numero uno really? on, on union coverage. We are. Especially public sector unions. Wow. So, so Adam, know that. A- Adam has, like, in some way, the hardest job, because it's hardest to find the people that aren't unionized. Yeah. But- <laughs> in comparison to everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, but it sounds like you and your comrades are doing a good job then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a tough year, you know, with, with COVID. A big part of the job is being actually able to talk to people, you know, face-to-face. And that's just something that's been a little limited uh, since last March. So hopefully we don't all die first. We'll yes. be able to get back out there where we can not have so much stranger danger. Unionize or death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, 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 uh, we brought Adam on to talk about a few things, mainly uh, what's going out in Buffalo with India Walton 
and how even though she's a big old socialist, uh, the unions don't care for her. Yeah, uh, what's up with that? Surprising. Imagine yeah. being a union and not voting to endorse a socialist. Embarrassing. Just especially one as popular. You know, yeah. like that basically won by a pretty big margin, right? If I'm remembering correctly. I don't remember uh, the margins. I don't remember the margins either. But she won, she and won, that's what's so important. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what matters. Yeah, you know, eat it. Uh yeah, and Byron Brown, the incumbent who's been mayor for what was it, like sixteen years or I something? Think, yeah, sixteen. Yep. Yeah. Um uh uh lost in in like the most inelegant way possible, which is now he's like, I I'm not owned, I'm not owned, and like and is like doing a write in campaign and is also now on the ballot under this like fascist sounding like Buffalo strong party or something like that. Uh so he, his name will be on the ballot and he's also encouraging people to write in his name so that's uh concerning yeah because it also seems like um adam you're saying like he's got like proud boys uh carrying petitions for him and stuff yeah so there was a an article in in jacobin magazine with india walton about you know what's what's going on out there with uh byron brown she basically, you know, in addition to calling him a sore loser, which he, he like very clearly is. Can you guys imagine if fucking Bernie pulled this shit? Oh my where, god. Where he ran a writing campaign against Queen Hillary. Um people would have literally killed him in the yep. streets. <laughs> yeah. So all of the same people that um you know would have had an aneurysm had Bernie done this are are in large part seem to be on board. This is also the part where I have to say that any um, views or, or statements that I may make uh, today on this show are my own personal views and not associated with any uh, any organization <laughs> or employer. Um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, pretty disheartened with what I've seen out of a lot of uh, some, some unions and they're endorsing a write-in candidate. It seems pretty unprecedented. The only time I think it a union should endorse a write-in candidate as if it's one of their members who couldn't get a ballot line. Um, but outside of that, uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Can we get, uh, David, I think you had pulled this up earlier maybe, but uh, do we have a rundown of like who, which unions have endorsed? Yeah. Yeah. Byron Brown? I, I, I'm bringing it up right now. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, this is uh, from a uh, uh, Buffalo local, uh, the, uh, the NBC affiliate in Buffalo. WGRZ. I don't. I bet they have a cool call sign that I, I don't know. But yeah. Um. So this is uh Byron Brown, the loser, uh, was <laughs> um uh endorsed by the Buffalo Central Labor Council. That means so like that's not like a union necessarily. It is like what uh Adam was talking about that him and I are on, where it's like all the different unions send delegates to a a central labor council, which does stuff like endorse people. So. They endorsed him. Buffalo and construction, um, Buffalo Building and Construction Trades Council. Um, the uh, endorsed him. Uh, C the local CWA, AFSME, um, a bunch of locals of AFSME. There's actually, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and find that thing about like American fucking international. It's like some sort of like a funny video about like uh, how you should join AFSME. Um, CSEA, Iron Workers Local Union, New York State Nurses Association, that one hurts, SEIU yeah. 1199, Yeesh. Uh, Smart Local 71, UFCW, and the 
uh, Plumbers and Steam Fitters Local 22. That's a fucking lot. And yeah. how many have endorsed uh, India Walton? Uh, so I think that list, though, if I'm not mistaken, that, that probably includes uh, recent endorsements. Because yeah. some of those names, uh, a lot of unions didn't take a position oh. un- until after the primary. So, yeah, so that list that I put out was... Um, uh, two on your side, that's the, the NBC affiliate, uh, reached out to Mayor Brown's campaign to ask about uh, the BTF endorsement. BTF is uh, the Buffalo Teachers Federation, which endorsed Walton mm-hmm. and is pretty much, I think, the only union that seems to Jesus. have. And um, in the camp- and, uh, Brown's campaign sent that list. So the list that I read is from the Brown's campaign as of, that was as of June 27th, June 7th. So I guess there's kind of, for me, like two uh, questions surrounding this phenomenon, this this event, series of events. Like, why it did it happen and what are the implications of it? And maybe we should just take those in that order. Like, why are all of these unions endorsing a, like, establishment Democrat write-in slash kind of third quote-unquote party ballot line? Like, what, 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 the, what the fuck? Why are they doing this? I think at some level, it's just, you know, function. Uh, they're, they're just unions for all their uh, good. There's also some, you know, bad things. So if you talk to a lot of union members out there, there's something that they'll say is that basically all unions uh, the dem- are in the pockets of the Democratic Party. And um, that's not the the new kind of younger, more progressive Democratic Party that that we would be talking about. So um, just used to dealing with him. He's an incumbent for for 16 years. I think that, you know, just as important as as why would they do that is why wasn't Byron Brown able to win having all the support of those unions, which I had thought was a recent list. But that's that's pre primary. Yeah. Um, how is it that India Walton and the Buffalo teachers and Buffalo DSA were able to, um, take him down in the primary? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, like one thing to think about, this is the other thing that that is pretty sad is that SC, uh, um, uh, India Walton used to be a nurse and used to work for SEIU 1199. So like, those are two unions that did not endorse her. Yeah, that's uh, which, really that's got to stink. Um, and yeah, I think Adam, I think that's a really good reframing. Adam is like, what? How did they? How did Byron Brown still lose as a like decades long incumbent with all of those endorsements? I mean, like one thing I can think of is that they are paper endorsements, right? That they like they endorse them in the same way that like every couple of years, you know, he comes up for re-election and they're like, okay, yeah, of course, sure. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even pay attention to India Walton, and, the, and I, it seems like. Brown didn't really run a a primary campaign. So this is like one of those like moments like with AOC or or a few others, right? Where like the incumbent just didn't even try and then was surprised when they got they primaried. Lost. Yeah. I think that's not unlike what happened with Keani and Marquita in our primary in Troy. Right. Which is that like they just didn't organize that hard because they didn't think they had anything to worry about. Yeah. Um though uh, we should say that uh the Troy area Labor Council uh endorsed both of them. Yes, that is true. Yeah. We did, we did, yeah. and we'll be voting on our last round of endorsed candidates on Wednesday. Nice, yeah, yeah. So th- this episode will go out by uh, probably by the time we send out some sort of press release about who we endorsed. But yeah, it's a 
you know, so I, I, yeah, I think part of it is probably just like, you know, like these are big ships to steer, right? And they yeah. like, they, it takes a long time for that, for, for like a bunch of people and like sleepy dudes, uh, sitting around a table being like, yeah, let's endorse this guy. You know? <laughs> so I don't know too much about Buffalo, but I did go and visit them, uh, recently, uh, went to a trade show, robotics trade show. Um, and I like, you know, toured the city a little bit like uh you know we had like a um airbnb in like a residential neighborhood and then we you know went downtown and i could tell that like the uh india walton support was really strong by the amount of street signs i saw and i also like was really struck by just the scale and scope of buffalo like it's a huge huge city in terms of like physical layout like compared to like troy for example but apparently it has like a third of its original like height of population that has basically been like slowly going down in population since i think like the 40s or so at least yeah but i don't know too much about buffalo other than that but you know it was good to see as many um uh signs you know in people's lawns supporting a socialist yeah that's surprising yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting race. I mean, the most recent thing that I had heard was that uh, Byron Brown was able to get a ballot line, which comes under questionable circumstances. Well, absolutely. Know, one court said, no, you missed the deadline by, you know, fucking months. And then it skips up to the next level where there's some relationship that exists. And all of a sudden, back on the ballot. I think that the India Walton campaign still like trying to uh stop that obviously you know if i were india walden i would do whatever i could to keep his name off the ballot and you know maybe well hopefully win does did he change party affiliation because you know like or is it doing something it's not a party it's not a political party the ballot line that he's running on yeah but like i don't know anything about buffalo but in upstate new york we have like uh this thing called fusion voting which, well, all of New York has fusion voting. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that's a state. Yeah. That's a state. So to get your law. your name on a ballot, um, it's typically under at least one party. Like sometimes, like six, um, in terms of you know uh, the 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 you know party affiliation. So would he be like independent because he couldn't have the Democratic one because he lost the primary? Right. Well, you don't have to be so. Like for example, we have the Working Families Party. Yeah. You can be on the Working Families Party line without being a working families party candidate like you don't have to be affiliated with that party correct you have to go through its own like process to get on the line and they have to let you on the line basically yeah like so for example like uh republicans win the working family party primary often in like Brentslayer county for example or the green party primary and then suddenly they have the ballot line that says green yeah even though they weren't low information voters vote for them because they think they're voting for a progressive yeah right yeah. yeah um and well, and I have a quite like we so now after our primary, we have the Troy Strong Party. Yeah, isn't that something? Which you know, Keani. The, so it's like all of the establishment Dems who won their primary, and then also Carrie Drescher, who was Keani's opponent. And and I don't understand how any of that was legal because yeah. that was not a thing during the primary. So they like, like made it the up out of whole from? cloth. Yeah, like, so I don't know if that's similar to what's happening in Buffalo or like what the legality of all of it is, but. So, so here, here's a few things to take from uh, buffalonews.com, link in the show notes, is that one, um, uh, uh, Brown used to be the New York State chair for the Democratic Party, right? So this is a f- very well-connected guy. Yeah. So that, you know, like that makes sense. Uh, um, 
so that that might have something to do with like what adam was saying where like it goes to a higher court and all of a sudden he's like he's fine you know no this is cool yeah you know there's that um and but you know here's the thing right so the entire city of buffalo has 14,553 enrolled republicans okay in a city of 250 so odd thousand people right so they don't it's a seven to one lead democrats to republicans right uh however uh uh they are now kind of mobilizing to help byron brown again used to be the chair of the democratic party in new york state right win on neither of their lines <laughs> uh, i'm starting to think these parties aren't really opponents yeah I right know. i oh, just have this sinking feeling yeah um uh article reminds us that uh um chester kowal great ex- name excellent name, fabulous name chester kowal was um the last uh republican mayor of of buffalo from 19 19- in 1961 and um uh they've it really just like the republicans have just been a non non just non-existent in in city politics but uh but now all of a sudden they're getting lots of attention and um I wonder if that's actually going to redound to his benefit, because like in a solidly Democratic town, what is a close affiliation with this small Republican minority actually going to do for your reputation as a Democrat? Like, I don't I don't have a good sense of that, but it doesn't it seems to me like it wouldn't be helpful. Yeah, it'll the only thing it'll do is differentiate him even further from the socialist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the um, let's see, the Erie County Democratic Chairman Jeremy Zellner, who initially backed Brown this year but now supports Walton after the primary, believes the mayor would do himself no favors by accepting Republican help. If you if he's looking for ways for Democrats to abandon him in droves, Zellner said he found it by heading down this rabbit hole with the Republicans. So the current Erie County uh, Democratic Chairman agrees. That this is a, a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, I whenever I try to get into the head of like a kind of mainstream Democrat, listeners will know I always think of my parents because they're like really the only mainstream Democrats that I like uh, am friends with. Um, and I do not think that given the choice between a Democrat who lost the primary, who's now being endorsed by Republicans and a like, you know, nominal socialist who's endorsed by the DSA, I can't imagine them choosing a republicrat like i just don't see that happening especially now because so many democrats fucking hate the republican party right. yeah. if any if trump brought anything good it's that a lot of mainstream democrats now fucking hate republicans yeah well i think that the only chance that isn't going to happen is if people feel pretty committed to this guy like you know when people vote for somebody they tend to sort of not want to believe they made the wrong choice right and so if somebody is you know an incumbent for this many years i could see them being like well he's a known quantity i know he's not really a republican because you know i wouldn't have voted for a republican that many times and blah 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 blah. and like yeah yeah you know and then the other thing about it is like if the republicans aren't actually a threat like to any of these main you know powerful positions maybe they're not reviled like as much as they would be if they were constantly like winning upset elections that were you know imposing the opposite um you know type of policies that a sort of mainstream dem would want here's another thing to add into this so former mayor of buffalo anthony mazziello 
uh, a Democrat all of his life, uh, sought and received... Z- lover of Ziti. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sought and received the GOP line for two of his three campaigns in 97 and 2001. He received uh, a little over 7,000 Republican votes out of a plurality of 25,684 in 1997 um, against two minor party opponents. And in 2001, while running unopposed, he gained 10,085 uh, 10, of the 37,227 votes cast. Masiello also received 1,000 votes on the conservative line that year. So, again, like, if, you're not, if you don't live in New York... Right, uh, and you've never seen a fusion voting ballot before. What they're describing is in 2001, when you went to the polls to vote for mayor, you got Mazziello on the Democratic line, the Republican line, and the conservative line. Look, it was post 9 11, it was a feeling of <laughs> unity across the country. There was a lot of kumbaya happening, and it was like, do we even need two parties? Yeah, what if we just had one? Yeah, yeah. so the, the so the. the Right. So I guess like that, that's part of this. I think this is also why India Walton, I think, is and in general, like insurgent leftish candidates have been doing well, is that is is that they, they are able to position themselves running not against a person or even a party, but like a whole fucking system. That at least in the New York context is like so clearly corrupt. When oh, you have yeah. the same, oh yeah, the same ZD lover on uh, three different party lines that yeah. should ostensibly be uh, opponents, opposing, yeah, yeah. opposing yeah. sides. Yeah. And there's been like high profile corruption like uh, stories in the media for years now. I mean, like the whole Buffalo Billions thing and like the bid rigging. It's like people are aware that like the Democrats are not less corrupt than the Republicans. Like That is uh, sort of, you know, a reality on the ground. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, we, we didn't even have time to, to fully cover this, but yeah, Calieros uh, like tried to get out of his, uh, um, uh, 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 get, uh, he, he appealed his, the his court conviction. That, yeah. yeah. His conviction that uh, he was like a corrupt piece of shit that worked directly with, Cuomo's closest uh, advisor, the uh, Pecorello, I think his name is. Yeah. He called like like uh, the the third Cuomo son, pretty much <laughs> Nano Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> who is himself? Who's now he's in jail, right? Um, and the, the Buffalo Billions case where like Calieros bid rigged a bunch of uh, construction contracts for big Cuomo um, donors for. Uh, construction out in Syracuse and Buffalo, but he was also the president of uh, the uh, the Nano College here in 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 Albany. So yeah, it's the like, SUNY Polytechnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually like, pretty similar to Cuomo in that he had like this um, huge popularity and like rise to acclaim, and everyone was like, "Oh, this guy rules!" And then like went down in flames like, really quickly <laughs> yeah, afterward. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, the, it, I yeah, I I think a lot of yeah, the uh, uh, Walton success, any success that we had in Troy, a lot of it is just due to like, like people are just fucking tired of this, like just very obvious, blatant out in the uh, out in public, like corruption. Right. It's like even like well before I think any of us were living in the area, there was also uh, the Laportos. We should literally re- stuffing ballot boxes. We, we should we yeah. should do a bonus episode about the Laportos. Oh, yeah, or just yeah, like be fun. Rensselaer County, like um, voter fraud in general. Yeah. Like, so many people have gone to jail for voting fraud in, like, a county with, like, This fucking 50, tiny little people. county. Who gives yeah. a shit about Rensselaer <laughs> County? I mean, I do, because I live here and I love it, but I, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, prayers up for Ernest Everett. 
<laughs> my dude, dude got le- it was a, just got left holding the bag. Oh, that's uh, a deep cut. Yeah, real heads man. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about what the implications of all these unions being on the side of Byron Brown means for India Walton's election in the general. Like what? Like how bad is that? Does it matter? It it may. I mean, it it depends if the if the unions that have endorsed uh, Byron Brown actually put resources or, or get members into trying to help him get elected, then that's, that's a lot of people. It just is a, you know, the big if is, are they going to actually do that? Or right. are, are these like more paper endorsements? Um, I don't, I don't know what the, I mean, I think this is something that we're going to have to almost like wait and see what happens in November. Yeah. Um, but I hope India Walton pulls it off. I know. I know. Yeah, it, it, it would really fucking suck if she loses to a Bryden piece of shit, <laughs> Byron Brown. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, like, what <sighs> is it? Do you have to then, like, refer to him as, like, well, now he's the head of the Buffalo Strong Party? Like, I don't, I don't, like, what, what goes <laughs> we should, going on forward we're, we're after that? We're conflating the Troy Strong Party with what I think the Buffalo ticket is not, it's not called Buffalo Strong. It's it, called something is else. It not? But no, I think that would be else. funny if we found out that in every single fucking county in New York, there just happens to be, like, name of county Strong Party. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, the backup, uh, uh, Line it, it's, for, it's the uh, Buffalo the Touch uh, uh, party. <laughs> it's actually just called the Buffalo Party. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, there you go. It does sound like a party. They should have done like the, <laughs> like the sentence where like you can just say Buffalo for every. It's, it's, it's like a noun, verb, adjective, right? It's, it's a Buffalo, 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 Buffalo party. You know? I know. I still don't understand how that's a sentence. I don't understand. I've never understood that little uh, like riddle wordplay bullshit. Well, you don't have to. And I don't to, want okay. to, so yeah, don't no, write okay, in. Okay, fine. That's I don't fine. give a shit. You if you're already typing up on your little Android phone there and explaining to me why, I don't want to hear it. Why, so, why does it have to be an Android phone? Because that's because that? nerds with Androids do that. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, wow. Whoa, hey. Yeah, whoa, you're okay. Whoa, shots fired. <laughs> I feel seen and attacked. Um, uh, Adam, um, could you shed a little bit of light on how endorsements work within unions? Like, is there a... Um, uh, sort of a questionnaire that goes out uh, to individual rank and file and do they, you know, vote? Or is it the people that they've already voted for in union leadership that are just like, oh, buddy, yeah, invite me to the barbecue. Yeah, you know, we, we got you. It So that'll vary wide, wildly between different unions. So And their love of barbecue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, most most unions have like some sort of political action committee. That, mm-hmm. uh, so like what, our labor council, there's several of us that are part of our tri-area labor council political action committee. And we've been, with, so for us, they complete a questionnaire. They come in for an interview. We ask them questions and then, you know, we vote on it. It's a pretty, I think, democratic process within the tri-area labor council. So sort of one person, one vote as it relates to who gets the endorsement within yep. the union. Yep. And then, you know, other unions. Uh, so so I don't really know how much like member input were involved in a lot of these decisions. Some unions out there, they're just the political action departments are, you know, a lot of times ran by people who used to work within the legislature or come from, you know, the, the machinery of the DNC themselves. So there's this sort of like, 
baked in loyalty where in a in an ideal or perfect world the decision to like for a union to make an endorsement would come from the rank and file membership just not uh i don't i don't know how these processes worked in all these different unions i just um suspect that in a lot of cases the ideas or decisions to to endorse a you know primary losing uh you know 16 year incumbent person was probably didn't come from the rank and file Mm. yeah i mean yeah the the, and you know we we keep seeing or smelling uh whiffs of uh 2016 bernie sanders right where like all of these well i guess it was in 2022 right where like um uh you you'd get this division between rank and file 2022 in the future as i should have said as well did you just give away our time machine (laughs) (laughs) you know we're we're, uh um you know like the right it was very clear that like rank and file members supported sanders and then like there would be like the the head of yeah, Planned Parenthood did uh, that. Yeah, the yeah. fucking union out in Las Vegas did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, yeah, leadership would would pick otherwise. Yeah, and I, I, uh, and like Adam was saying, you know, like yeah, there, there's just like where varying, um, like bylaws essentially, like like how yep. they how they pick who who wins. So like yeah, that that's gonna parties too, yeah. like the Working yeah. Families Party. Yeah, like famously didn't endorse Bernie, right? And people were like, "What? What, what the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> like they're like, "Oh, uh, it." Yeah, it was like not a democratic thing, like for you know individual like, At voters. All. You know, yeah. like that wasn't in part twenty of it. in twenty sixteen. Um, I'm a so currently I'm still a member of AFGE, the American Federation of Government Employees, from when I was working for the Social Security Administration. AFGE endorsed uh, Hillary Clinton after following the um, survey, you know, gold standard by randomly surveying, you know, some chunk of the 300,000. Yeah, the people with landlines that pick them up between like 6 and 7 p.m. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there was a a number of people, uh, myself included, that were pretty pissed because it, 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 you know, happened without anyone really i wasn't one of the lucky you know 600 (laughs) people that got to complete the survey um so there was a lot of us that were asking for you know one member one vote on these things you've got our email addresses you don't need to pay a fucking you know third party research institute yeah survey monkey is free yeah yeah uh and so is google forms if you can send me like nine letters a day (laughs) about like a new credit card that i get strictly through or like life insurance or like all the fucking other things that my union like sends me that they got special deals on you could send me a goddamn ballot about like who becomes president yeah yeah and then we should also say also that like unions run the entire gamut of of the political spectrum right oh, yeah. so, like, oh of course yeah these, like There's also plenty of reactionary yeah. unions yeah. oh definitely yeah yeah uh, uh yeah, I, I wish that, you know, sometimes weren't the case, but, you know, some of the unions in New York State were looking at what's 33% of the population nationally are, are approximately uh, Trump supporters. Yeah. Uh, 
right? Within some unions, yeah. that number's higher than the national average. Like right? the uh, in some cases, union, much yeah, higher. Example. Yeah, the most yeah. powerful yeah. union. The most powerful like, union. Any yeah. city, like the one that literally bends uh, like the city to its whims at any given time. Yeah, yeah but also like the aeronautics, you, you, like a lot of unions that, that do a lot of stuff for, for defense contracting, you know, like, they, like they're often pretty conservative. And then also trades councils, yeah. which we were, there, there was, I, I list off like, like, what was it, like two or three that endorsed Brown were trades councils. And those, those are all usually like kind of walk, lock and step with developers because building things means jobs sure. for construction yeah. work. Which, right, like I mean, that. that's yeah. what a union should be doing in theory is, yeah. you know, but they're also representing like not, the needs of their members. Yeah. So. But they, they're, they'll, they'll, they'll follow the money for construction jobs like faster than they'll, like, you know, consider safety standards and yeah. stuff like that. And well, th- this is sort of like the age-old debate amongst the left about trade unionism and how it is either a force of reaction or a force of revolution, you know, and it's both, right? Like, in one way, it's involving the working class in an actual, you know, le- ostensibly democratic process, which is, like, the only time they ever get access to that. So, like, that helps people develop, you know, the political, um, you know, background to be able to actually have, like, agency. But at the same time, as we were pointing out, you have organization of labor that's sometimes tied to the worst aspects of our society, like military industrial complex or like, you know, uh, fossil fuel extraction. And then you have organization that acts, you know, against the general interest of society. Um, and, you know, but it's something that, you know, at least I fall on the side of supporting union, trade unionism because I see it as wildly better than its alternative. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast regularly would wonder whether or not we support unions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think that, that we've made that pretty clear over the years, but... Um, yeah, they're not perfect, but they're probably the best thing we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I know India Walton's campaign is looking for canvassers. I know some people are planning trips to head out there to help go out on weekends and knock on doors. And then, of course, they're obviously always looking for money. Money will probably be really fucking crucial to winning this race because, you know, you're up against a a machine. So, um, go do that. Yeah. yeah. Also, follow her on Twitter. She has a fucking... Her Twitter account slaps. Yeah. Is Five very fire good. emojis. Yes. Uh, air horns. Burr, 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 um, burr. You know, retweets, big ups. She should win that activist contest. She should. <laughs> yeah. Her engagement numbers are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Usher. Go, go, go to Buffalo. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. that uh, Cuomo hasn't weighed in on this race yet. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's, he's, he has been uh, surprisingly quiet since... Uh, I no, find it disgrace. unsurprising. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's, yeah, maybe he he's, needs to lay low. Yeah. If, yeah. He, if he wants to make it to 2024, he's going to need to lay low for the next year. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. He does have a lot of money in the bank. He's got like 20 million in his campaign funds, something like that. Yeah. It'd be fun to see where that, what that goes toward. <laughs> All right. Um, how about some some uh, maybe a little bit closer to uh, Troy, uh, New York news? Uh, is the North Country closer to us than Buffalo? I guess it is. Yeah, Buffalo is yeah. like three yeah. hours away, and North Country is like two hours away. Yeah, that's two closer. Okay, less yeah, than it's, three. Well, that's why I said, yeah, I guess it is. But come on, it's not like we're talking like. And now moving from Florida, let's discuss what's happening in Schenectady. Yeah. Like, well, well, we're going to be talking about. The, con- the 21st well, Congressional District, which uh, is uh, partially in Saratoga. That's true. Which we get a lot of Capital District news. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is good for Mark Castelli because he's from Saratoga and not a true North Country gentleman. 
as Elise Stefanik would uh, would like us to believe. So, Adam, you are a North Country native, yeah. right? Yep. I what? grew up in the uh, Franklin County. The most racist part of New York, right? Am I correct in saying that? It's, um, yeah, it's top contender. Yeah. It's like that in Staten Island. Oof, yeah. <laughs> Long then, Island, maybe. And then Long Island. Long Island is Staten incredibly Island, racist. Long Island. And Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> and then also the all five boroughs. <laughs> People that still live up there get really like upset when I say something like, "Wow, it's pretty racist up here." Um, they don't like to think of themselves as racist. They don't, and probably like those people aren't. But I think that since I've been living in the capital district, I've heard like an N bomb audibly, like maybe once in about ten years. Mm-hmm. Every single time I go home, oh. I hear it every single time. Okay, um, that's wild. They like, just don't at think the it's... bar. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. One time, actually, I worked at a summer camp, and. Uh, taught 12 to 16 year old children how to safely and accurately shoot 22 caliber rifles um and one of my coworkers, we went out a uh, few of us went out to a bar in malone black dude from maryland uh and we walked in and a couple correction officers started chanting you know n-word noose n-word noose at him as he walked in what the fuck? Yeah, Whoa. and he was like 22 at this time. Um, that is so terrifying. And he wow. said that he, he'd been, you know, black his whole life, and he had never experienced anything like that at all in his whole life. It was one night in Malone. Jesus oh, my Christ. God. Yep. That was 2007 or 8, so we're not, we're not talking about, like, you know. 19, the 90s, yeah. Yeah, whenever. When I worked at uh, River Street Pub, which has since closed, but it was like a, you know, very, it was the dive bar of, it was one of like the three diviest bars in Troy. And I had this guy who came in every day named Ira. And he was a large, angry Irish man who worked construction and he was extremely racist. And one day he came in and he was talking about wanting to turn the Middle East into glass and blah, blah, blah. And he just kept saying the N word over and over and over. He was saying it in the context of sand. Um, and I told him, if you say it one more time, you're not allowed to come back here when I'm working. Because I couldn't, like, I didn't have the power to, like, ban people from the bar. You couldn't 86 on, based did, on racial slurs? No. But I did, we had a lot of, a lot of like, Nazis coming to that bar. But I did have the power to ban people from my shifts. And I worked most of the weekday shifts, which was when he always came in. And he said it one more time, and I told him to never come back. And if he did come back, I was calling the police, because he would be trespassing. And he never came back. And it fucking ruled, because he didn't tip. He would drink like eight Budweiser's and never leave me a dollar. And he was incredibly racist. That the real problem was that he was racist, obviously. Yeah. But but, <laughs> but racist, racists rarely tip. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So North Country, for folks who don't know, is this little chunk of uh, upstate New York. Well, we don't really call it upstate New York. It is northern New York up against the Canadian border. Um, Adam, what are the proper? Let's wade into this problematic territory, our favorite regions of New York. What are the proper boundaries of North Country, do you think? Um, so my definition of the North Country, as uh, someone who grew up there, I think my, my opinion matters more than anyone else's. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Is basically the area north and west of the Adirondacks out to uh, Jefferson County. Okay. Probably. So we're looking at like from Plattsburgh on the east out to Watertown on the west north. Up to Canada. Uh, Yep. Okay. Yeah, where I grew up, actually, it's uh, the accents 
where where I grew up, are, it's it's interesting. Even just like five miles away in this town, Burke, people have a, a very almost southern drawl accent mm. that doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, and in my, my <laughs> they made that shit up. My, my cousins who live just like ten miles across the border into Canada, they have completely different speech patterns. Like the stereotypical, like saying a at mm-hmm. the end of, a boot. of everything. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I, why was I talking about accents? Because we're talking about because the north. We're talking about the north country. About your culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So there's tell us more about your cultural ways. Accents, uh, yeah. in the north country. It's so exotic. I always tell this to people, and they're they're shocked. I lived in Florida, and I lived in a very like react. I I come from the town in the United States with the largest Confederate flag in the world. So I grew up in a very racist kind of hillbilly area, but I have seen more Confederate flags since moving to upstate New York than I ever saw yeah, in Florida. Absolutely. Yeah. Some At some point, uh, like the Mason-Dixon line of New York State, you cross that. That's, yeah. That's when you know you're in the North Country. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know where that line is, but yeah. It's up. It's somewhere between Plattsburgh and Watertown. It exists. <laughs> <laughs> So it is currently represented in Congress by Elise Stefanik, who uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, Elise Stefanik, who uh, when she first ran for Congress, ran as like a uniter, not a divider, and an anti. She was anti-Trump, yeah, for until he got until he won, yeah, yeah, yeah. and as so became, many Republicans, yeah, 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 yeah. But she's really leaned into uh, the Trump train, yeah, uh, put herself right on the tracks of the Trump train, stop the steal, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and is and is since like uh, ousted uh, Liz Cheney, uh, friend of freedom uh, abroad <laughs> and yeah. at home, uh, daughter to yeah. Dick Cheney. Yeah, a political dynasty that has done nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, is uh, like certainly nothing as bad as what happened on January sixth. You know, nothing. Oh my god, yeah, nothing God, nearly Jesus as bad Christ. as that. Is Elisa January sixth truther? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like so, all yeah. Nancy yeah. Pelosi's fault. Or... Yeah, well, the, she's the, just like free my man's. You yeah, know, it was Antifa, that kind of shit. Like I, basically all the stuff that doesn't really make any sense. Nice. I just real quick got to throw in there are some brain dead liberal takes on Twitter right now that uh, January 6th was worse than 9 11. Uh, incredible. <laughs> it's really. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. There are like and, people, like sitting Congress people yeah. that said that. Yeah. That's awesome yeah wouldn't it be great if you mm. lost your father in the twin towers yeah. and your fucking congressperson is like yeah january 6th was worse than 9 11 yeah jesus christ yeah. anyway that's neither here nor there i suppose right. these are probably the same people that gave a standing ovation to the very cops that made january 6 happen right the way that yeah. it did. the ones who opened the barricades <laughs> right yeah. yeah give them more money yeah so um so she's getting uh uh, uh um a, an opponent on the democratic ticket for the next election, and it is a CIA agent. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. I love diversity in Congress. Yeah. yeah. and I, just, I want all positions represented. Just jump right into that perfect frame that the Republicans set up of, like, the deep state wanting to, like, stop freedom and the people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just say, like, hey, this person that just, like, was... I think she's only like on her first or second term and just instantly ascended to like, what was it like third in line in the Republican yeah. like ranks by displacing Liz Cheney. Yeah. Did the, the Buttigieg strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was first elected. She was the youngest uh, woman house member until AOC came in and yeah. dethroned her, but she was the youngest woman elected to the house. Mm. Yep. And, and, and now, um, we're going to uh, remove her with a CIA agent. So definitely not the deep state 
coming for your um your freedom uh, for, and your, your freedom loving yeah. populist. Yeah. Was he deep state though? Because Stefanik Stefanik's campaign called him a far left Democrat. Well, well, yeah, the so deep that, state's full of, of far left Democrats. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're all th- they're all Marxist authoritarians yeah. <laughs> that want to destroy uh, your well, children with Bernie critical Sanders race is theory. Part of the deep state. Yeah, a lot of people right. don't know that. Yeah, but. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, George H. W. Bush, a right. famous uh, deep state actor, absolutely uh, OSS full life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, you know that Matt Castelli is an op because he says gaslighting a lot on his Twitter. <laughs> Um, only ops if you have used gaslight the word gaslight more than twice on your twitter account you are 100 percent an op yeah uh oh uh, by the way somebody uh I, I won't get into the details i won't dox him on this but uh reached out and was like my mom is an op and that was actually a little hurtful on the last episode that's a joke right <laughs> <laughs> my mom is an op no that's, a, that's definitely a joke right <laughs> chris say psych <laughs> say psych Chris. say psych right now say, say psych <laughs> uh yeah so you know, he graduate he's a graduate of siena college Ooh. um uh Hometown and, boy. yeah and uh loves the a team the show the a team um uh in in may he tweeted in honor of george floyd's life we must do more to urgently reform racial disparities in our criminal justice system uh, and has a stuff about Black Lives Matter, um, and is a whole fucking CIA agent. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about him except that he uh, gets uh, these like plum uh, position or like um, uh, opinion pieces uh, installed in- at CNN, uh, where he gets to write his own opinion pieces. Um, That's just like a different department of the CIA. Though. Yeah, right. It's not yeah, that hard to pull off. Yeah, yeah. The C, the C in CNN stands for CIA. Yeah, Bouges yeah. went like with some other CIA guy to like some country in Africa uh, and got like a, a New York Times uh, opinion piece about how we need to be more involved in like that country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did he get? Um, uh, he he uh, is trying to make this thing stick where the Republicans want to defund the military. Uh, which what? makes absolutely no fucking sense. I wish. I'd vote for a Republican if yeah. they wanted to defund yeah. the military. Yeah. Nobody wants would, to defund the I military. I would change my registration. <laughs> no uh, no one still alive wants to defund the military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in office. Yeah. Uh, um, it looks like he got a, an MBA uh, from the Kellogg School. So he's um, very boring. Yeah. Which, is, which all CIA agents are on the M- outside. Must be. Yeah. Uh, What's the smoking gun of of his op status? Yeah, okay, so this tweet from July 27th. Desperate to hide truth about uh, January 6th, Elise Stefanik resorts to gaslighting and misdirection, like trying to blame 9-11 on World Trade Center security and first responders instead of Al-Qaeda, which he spells A-L-Q-A apostrophe I-D-A. I've never seen that one before. Al-Qaeda? Al-Qaeda. Uh, I'm grateful to GOP rep Liz Cheney and rep uh, Kinzinger for having the guts to join bipartisan search for truth. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, is, what Elise, is, he... is Elise Stefanik blaming it on the Capitol cops? Because that'd be pretty based uh, and accurate. Yeah. Uh, rep Elise Stefanik, Nancy Pelosi bears responsibility as Speaker of the House for the tragedy that occurred on January 6th. And yeah, she probably said something about like not having enough cops or something. I don't know. 
I, what's he yeah. what's he running on? What's his platform? What are his views? What does yeah, he want to bring to the North Country? So we we have a Times Union article all about this. Uh, he brings some bipartisanship. His mom's a lifelong Republican. Ooh. His dad is a lifelong Democrat, and they taught him the importance of putting differences aside and working together. God. Oh, I that, I like that. You Don't know, you I feel that? like we need more of that in Congress. Yeah. As Nancy Pelosi says. Uh, we need a strong Republican Party to provide a, a solid opposition. That's how democracy works. So I feel like he's, you know, he's going to know how to how to sh- shepherd that in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, he's he's running to prioritize country before party and create better economic, health, and education outcomes in North Country communities. Really, we, you know that this is just like a run against Stefanik because he keeps saying Stefanik, which is a thing that you're not supposed to no. do. Is like keep acknowledging your opponent. Don't say their name. Yeah, don't say That's their free name. Publicity. Yeah, and all that he does is talk about how Elise Stefanik um, is like like didn't uh, uphold her oath to defend the Constitution. It's just like what he says over and over. Again. I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, you didn't do enough to stop January six is not going to resonate very well with North Country voters. I don't, Adam, tell us like how how is this going to. Uh, register be, with be, your be, with your native people yeah yeah know. they're so exotic i can't I put myself in the mind <laughs> i know earlier i was be our jd vance of the north yeah, country yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a bunch of racists and reactionaries but um the districts is is weird so it had been republican held for like decades and then this democrat lawyer from plattsburgh was elected before stefanik came into place John McHugh, uh, you know, not a radical or anything like that. Um, it's actually like a purple district. It's just you mm. don't know about it because the loudest, most obnoxious voices, uh, you know, sure. do they, they just track the most. Yeah, it's like New Hampshire. Yeah, and I, I think that Elise Stefanik being the representative for that district helps people think that it's just a bunch of right-wing racists that live up in the North Country. I don't think that's the case. Um, well, because like we were saying, like she ran as a moderate. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, so, so that would My make mom sense. was like, you know, ooh, you know, look at this. And today she would she would not say that. She actually sends back literature to, she she spends money on stamps to return um, Elise Stefanik mailings really? to Elise Stefanik to tell her to stop sending her this shit. That's adorable. Yeah. That is very cute. I, I like that. That's some DA. I'll have to ask her about, you know, this uh, CIA operative. Um, my mom will probably be on board because... Maybe you know, your mom's an op. Yeah. <laughs> As we know, all of our listeners' moms yeah. are up. Yeah. Did so. you send a message to Chris? That should be talking I'm not about. doxing this person. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a great friend of the show. Okay. And their mom's probably like one of the good ops. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Like, it's not some, like every op ones. is like destroying the world. Like some, It's like spy versus spy. There's like, you know, some of them have like the big cartoon explosive and then the other ones are like going over and pinching it. You know, it's... It's it's a it's a subtle balance ah between the good ops and the bad ops yeah yes, you got white yes. hats you got an, gray hats an op with a heart of gold <laughs> <laughs> let's see um, Castelli previously served as a director for counterterrorism at the National Security Council under both Obama and Donald Trump so again there's the cur- the the ongoing theme of you know country before party yeah uh, 
Let's see. Prior to that post, he was a CIA officer based in Afghanistan and Iraq, leading intelligence collection, counterterrorism operations, and strengthening security cooperation with U.S. allies. Is that, so, an, is that claimed as an asset or a liability? Yeah, right? I, it, they're, 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 it, I mean, this is coming off as an asset, but, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, if Pete Buttigieg couldn't make that shit work, then, like, I don't know how this guy stands a chance uh, of making who, that play. <laughs> who is the one that was running against Mitch McConnell? Um, um, oh, yeah. What was her name? Uh, Amy... Amy McGrath. Amy yeah. McGrath. Yeah, yeah, like, she... It, what is an asset or a liability is like sort of hard to pin down in this moment. Like she was banking on the uh, fact that she was ready to shoot down a passenger plane on nine 11 as being an asset. Right. But I think like she misread the room uh, a little bit on that. <laughs> who do I have to kill to make you love me? <laughs> like who do I have to promise that I will kill sight unseen? Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's all I see about, uh, about Maddie here, I imagine he's just trying to be a like a screen on which you can project your bipartisan hopes and dreams onto. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure that the you know, thousands of dollars have been spent trying to make sure what he should and shouldn't say. His Twitter account is like the most anodyne. Oh, he's very bullshit. handsome. That might help. That's relevant. I'm is sorry. He it than Elise, he's, he's not married. No, no kids. He's single. Yeah, I think ladies, so. ladies, yeah. you can change him. He's got, he's got lats. <laughs> I'm just saying. His lats are, are popping through his suit jacket. He, no, he's wearing in this one. He's wearing like a, a cute little like uh, onesie. Um, it does look like the top of it looks like yeah. a onesie. Um, <laughs> wearing a you know, it's one of those like shirts that boys wear in autumn. That's like got like the three buttons, and then it's like a ribbed. Henley. A Henley. I, it's very handsome. Okay. Um, we'll put the we'll put the link in the show notes. So actually, so we have uh, discussed this prior to recording. So what we're going to do is all of our Patreon income for the month of September. Um, we're going to do fifty percent of that is going to go to Matt Castelli and his <laughs> <Yeah>. run <laughs> in North Country. Make him yeah. So head on over to patreon.com slash ironweeds and you know whatever whatever you give half of that is going to go to. So if you do like an annual sub, right. If you were to go and buy 12 months on Patreon this month, half of that, that's a, that's a really good, like, that's a, that's a savings right there. For- yeah. And if you already, se- <laughs> if you already sell heroin, um, just don't bother because you know, you've already pretty much given yes. him yes. His, yes. your yeah, no, donation. Right. Yeah. Uh, or because, buy it. Or yeah, buy it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you help with the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. Clandestine operations. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. Don't, don't just overspend uh, on heroin. Uh, yeah. yeah, you don't need to donate twice. Yeah, you've you've already you've already done your yeah. It's your pretty crazy. Pretty crazy that China in, invented fentanyl and uh, just pulled this right out of Afghanistan. Yeah, that was <laughs> something crazy. else, man. <laughs> I think if you're from an alphabet agency, you shouldn't be allowed to run for office. Like that is just such yes. a clear like. Yes, that should be base like that should be basic. That shouldn't even be in question. I I think that we should do a ballot initiative. I think we should, you know, give give the uh, the the question to the people. Same with the military. Sorry, yeah. Adam, but you're not, <laughs> you're not okay. allowed to be in government. Can't be trusted. Don't do it. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> my dreams have been shattered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, a- a- Adam, final decision. Do you think uh, this guy stands a chance? I don't know. He's not the only other person that's running, right? I mean, there's other... Stefanik. Yeah. yeah. I think it's probably going to be him and Stefanik. Okay. I think 
he might have a chance. Yeah. He kind of hits this thing that like the Democrats have been trying to do, you know, with Amy McGrath is another example mm-hmm. of it. You take, uh, uh, take away the Republicans ability to say that these, these people, <laughs> these people want to defund the police and, yeah. you know, yeah. end the security state and get us out of the surveillance age. And they're just like, Oh Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine there is like, like some uh, uh, guy like in a huge, like a, is in a university at like the, but, but it's, it's like the Center for American Progress, right? And he's just got like, uh, um, uh, blackboards all around him and he's like Steve Kornacki like furiously writing out formulas and stuff he's like we have to make the security state spook like a democratic front runner it, it's possible I know it's possible yeah. and, he's just like, and you just see like Amy McGrath and Pete Buttigieg's name crossed out and he's like Matt <laughs> he's, got, he's got Matt's name circle he's like this is gonna be this is gonna be it I have the formula I have the formula yeah but the, the Dems seem to try to do this almost like as an olive branch instead of actually trying to like win like if they like got behind like jesse ventura or something yeah like you nobody know, likes the fucking cia pick somebody <laughs> different like yeah. jesse ventura he's fun he's cool he's great at parties yeah and he will fucking choke slam you through a fucking table like yeah he's uh the kind of uh guy that can peep you know bridge bridge the divide you know i went to cuba <laughs> and i i met fidel and one of I the know greatest honors of my life. <laughs> you should say you should say that to Castelli. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the things you people did to him not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like a lot of this whole this holds true for most of the general election in most of the country. I feel like it's going to fall along the faults of how people felt about January sixth and whether or not they feel strongly enough to vote. Yeah, because that that really does seem to be like honestly, as far as I can tell, in like mainstream, like middle of the row politics right now, electoral politics specifically, is that it's like these two sides that can be perfectly judged by how you felt about that event. And yeah, I don't know. So as with all elections, it'll be about turnout. So this is all of them. This has been our Northway Beltway <laughs> uh, talk. I don't know. North Beltway, Belt, Belt of the North. Belt of the North. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to come up with something here. Yeah, you are. There's you are trying to there. come up with something. There's something there. Okay, I trust you. So let's touch very briefly on what's been happening in Saratoga because... Um, it's crazy. We have a lot of friends and comrades who are involved in Saratoga DSA and, and various activist movements over there. And the police are basically like using this months old protest as an excuse to fucking snatch up like activist leaders in saratoga right now yeah, it's they're, they're, very fucked up they're issuing reprisals basically yeah yeah they, where like you you uh like violations that don't amount to much more than like a traffic ticket are causing like sheriff's deputies to show up to their house and their work and like publicly arrest them yep yeah, yeah for blocking traffic allegedly uh, so in no July. for kidnapping <laughs> yeah yeah months ago no they're charging them they're charging one of these activists with um uh, unlawful detainment. So I guess like what happened at this uh, protest that happened back in July was that they had shut down a street. And according to some of the activists, they had shut down the street because of like police bungling the traffic flows. 
And I guess there was allegedly a guy in his car who said he was having like a cardiac event and the protesters were not letting him out of his car. That sounds like bullshit to me, but I don't know. Yeah. And I wasn't there. So, yeah, wasn't you know, there I have either. no idea. But it does like, um, sound like something that like, I, I feel like the cops have a lot of people in their friend circles that look like they could be having a cardiac event, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know. Who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> Uh, people who uh, uh, walk around. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> people. So, who- okay, so this this protest happened on July fourteenth. On August thirty first, they issued arrest warrants, and then they did not pursue the arrest warrants For until September seventh. Yeah. When's track season end? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For that's real. A good question. For real. Um. So this is like just. Uh, you know, some of the like cr- criticisms of this move have been that like they could have just issued a summons at any point. Like it was over the top to issue arrest warrants. Like these are crimes that carry with them a few weeks in jail. Like they're not even and no record. Se- yeah, One was fines. charged with like throwing a water bottle at a cop. Yeah. Um, fortunately, the cop was not killed, which <laughs> you know, inshallah, but by the grace of God. Yeah. So well, the, yeah, wa- the water bottle had uh, had. Uh, uh, cement in it. You know. <laughs> soup. I actually had cream of mushroom in it. Right. <laughs> for your family. Yeah. This is, this is Zephyr soup Hills for, for my, my family. family. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, the police have been really targeting um, one activist in particular, uh, Lexus uh, Figuereo. I think I'm pronouncing that Yeah, right? I think so. I've never met him, but I, that's how his name looks. So yeah, I think that's right. But this is the same individual that was tackled and beaten by uh, Albany PD um for you know allegedly being involved in a melee that got caught on film and we talked about it in previous episodes yeah had, no- had nothing to do with the melee like the video evidence does does not show this person anywhere near any of the conflict no it was that fucking proud boys beating women yeah and somehow this guy gets arrested well this yeah. guy was going to his car which was surrounded by proud boys yeah and so he couldn't get in his car without having like basically like a physical altercation with these people who are intimidating him and the cops of course you know just joined in on the you know fucking uh attack on this guy for no reason and like i don't know the 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 fact that this individual like keeps being targeted by like both the police and the right wing this is the same uh person that uh moving saratoga forward was trying to get like um teachers fired over for having come to a school event and talk about activism yeah talk about uh civil rights yeah civil rights movement yeah and this is the um the 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 facebook group in saratoga that uh is participating in the rich historical tradition of anonymous free speech uh and the same one that is also uh sending like survey monkeys about um critical race theory it to, was, do you, how do you feel about your child being taught that they're inherently racist yeah was one yeah. of the questions on this survey not which, not leading at all yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, and the um uh if there is any doubt left uh to like the motivations for this like the the police and the sheriff's like own statements are just like very clearly like we don't like what you're saying, so we're going to arrest you. <laughs> it's yeah. like really, it's pretty, pretty It's pretty cut and dry, yeah. Yeah. It was like a month ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, where someone said that, you know, basically they're going to, they're going to change the narrative. Someone from the police department said, said this. Oh, and they he took said he a was while. Use all his connections. Yes. Yeah. And he'd been there, you know, whatever, 12 generations going back. Uh, 
And he would use all of his personal and professional corrections to, like, change the narrative. Yeah. Which at that time was that um, Saratoga Springs is a bad place to be for a black activist. Yeah. Yeah. Or a black person. Really, in general. really changing that narrative. Change that yeah. narrative by yeah. being mean to black people. Yeah. No, it's. it's I want to see if I can find the direct quote. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, it, um, and, you know, with that that statement of like we go back like like my my family's been in the police department for generations like yeah t- talk about saying like the quiet part loud like every fucking police department in, in like in for miles around here has that exact relationship where there's been like a handful of families that have worked in police departments for generations and they cre- they do create these networks that are extremely powerful and can change narratives like that's he said it <laughs> The only, it's the, the it's the I want you to leave meme. So uh, he like, said. So he, uh, this is Assistant Police Chief John Catone, and he said um, he referred to these activists as uh, gangs. That's not coded. No. And then he said that he would quote pull out every single connection my family has made over the last one hundred and thirty years, and I will stop your narrative. Referencing his feelings that activists are painting his officers as racist. That, that there's something about that, and I can't put my finger on what it is, but that appeal to the fact that you and your family have been here for however many years. Why is it that every time somebody says that, it feels mad fucking racist? <laughs> it's like it's like when somebody says my family fought in the Revolutionary War, and all I can think of is like I bet they fought in the Civil War too. I wonder what side they were on. Yeah. I'm just curious, curious, <laughs> curious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, so much of that. It also comes in when people are like, "Are you a homeowner?" Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just like all of these. Oh yeah, yeah. All these references to, we to uh, that... blood and soil. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll have you know that I have decades of blood in this soil. Yeah, right. I want you to know that I have a urinary problem, <laughs> <laughs> and I do lots of gardening. Or I, you know, I'm part of the barefoot movement. My feet get cut a lot. <laughs> They're full of dirt. <laughs> Oh, that's gross. Um, yeah, so you know, love to um there's a there's been a fundraiser for defense uh for their defense fund, and I will post that in the show notes. I saw it earlier today, so I will find that. I will post it in the show notes. Um and yeah, just love to our homies in Saratoga. It's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's crazy. They've got enough time and resources to do like a January sixth type of investigation. Yeah. To, you know, whatever happened. Blocking traffic. For, yeah. Blocking you know. traffic. Yeah. And I, I think the, the police also called them like wannabe public officials or something like he that. He did. Wannabe yeah. elected officials, he wannabe said. And he called on the silent majority. Yeah. Um, Just picking every single piece of coded language you can <laughs> yeah. possibly find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that is really, like, the other thing, right? Is that, like, the complete dismissal of the very idea that you could be part of, like, a public conversation. Like, you are so far out of the realm of, like, acceptable speech that, like, don't even pretend to, like, to be part of, like, polite society. Get the fuck out. Like, really um, doing a great job of, of doing the, like, explaining the the critique for, yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And, and it also shows like just like how elected officials just have no control over their police departments because could you imagine oh god yeah like being like 
an elected official in that in saratoga and like watching your police department say that shit and you're just like like all the connections that they have and like for years and decades and it was like yeah i uh you i mean they're probably one of those connections which is why they're not fucking saying any, anything yeah, yeah. So the Times Union, actually, their editorial board published a, an actually very good op-ed on it that uh, I will also include in the show notes. But um, if you want to get sort of like a, a take on that from the people who've been reporting on this for two months, uh, you can check that out. It, it, and it takes a lot for like, I mean, like the Times Union, not a very activist uh, newspaper to say the least. It's, no, it, it leans liberal, yeah. I would say. Well, they've only a little bit liberal. Yeah, they've only really stuck their neck out in a couple different times in the last That just several shows years. you how yeah. egregious this incident is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it, the, lib- the like somewhat liberal Times Union is like, this is not good. Yeah. And l- the last time they did a um, editorial board, um, you know, editorial was uh, talking about how there was need for like truth and reconciliation around the Edson Thevenin murder. And that like the settlement shouldn't be viewed as like the like end justice, of this. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, that basically like openly calling for the city administration, the city council, the mayor, uh, chief of police all to like basically come clean. And stop the cover up, yeah. And like pretty explicit language, um, which you know they don't do that kind of thing. They're not like a liberal rag. They're not like or, or you know progressive in any real way. They're extremely business friendly. They're a capitalist institution, you know. I mean, uh, they're a newspaper for a capital city. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, like I mean, you they're don't... they are about on par with any city that is run by mostly Democrats. That's yeah. that's the kind of newspaper they are. Yep. So you know, it's it's not anything. I think they're they no more a... or less capitalist than any other major city newspaper i think they put out a something similar after the police in albany took down that encampment that had been built oh yeah busted heads yeah 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 Yeah. which i think some of the some of the same people uh who were targeted uh in albany they arrested people that they were looking for there's some overlap between those folks and the people in saratoga being targeted Oh, and we should talk about the um, the Albany tear gas uh, ban uh, rally that, oh, that yeah. is happening, which failed. Right? Which, which well, failed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, like the, the the mayor promised that she was going to veto it. So right off the bat, she was like, "No, like we need to use chemical irritants to oppress our citizenry on the regular." Like. You know, like that needs to be something that we do. We need how, to how violate the Geneva peace? Convention. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do we keep peace without chemical weapons? You, you try. <laughs> and yeah, and it, this is in light of the fact that like the use of chemical dispersants or dispersants, I don't know the right word on that, um, uh, chemical weapons being used on protesters uh, has only escalated the co- the conflict like you know i can say firsthand like i was there in in the albany one that they uh the police started a riot and like it was when the police just you know opened fire on the crowd with tear gas and rubber bullets if, it, if it's good enough for slobodan milosevic it's good enough for kathy sheehan <laughs> yeah i got f- i was there too i got fucked up uh with cops spraying this shit right in my face just standing there not doing anything yeah just standing between a a line of cops with shields and then people behind who like may have been lobbing empty water bottles or or whatever yeah um they're like civil disobedience is still disobedience and horses uh, yeah it's fucked up the horses got hurt too. I hate they that should be illegal. There needs to be a federal law against anybody, any law enforcement using horses. It's dogs very too. fucked up. 
Yeah, and dogs too. I Did dogs you, makes more sense to me than horses, though. Like, I still think it's fucked up that they have dogs, but horses yeah. are like we invented cars. Like, we don't need horses anymore. It's also incredibly dangerous <laughs> for yeah. the horse. Like, yeah. it's incredibly dangerous for the horse. Yeah. If they if they want to be up a little bit over the crowd, get on a Segway. They should they, have to get on. They should, on, have, to they should have to get those stilts. You know, Ooh, those yeah. like really scary stilts. <laughs> Yeah. Make it look like a velociraptor because yeah. it like the yeah. But like the dogs, no, they shouldn't have those. Impact actually are a big deal too because like I think that there's a lot of abuse involved, and beyond that, like sometimes the dogs aren't trained and flip out and attack people. Uh, it's Tro- like Troy had a dog that uh, uh, attacked three bystanders. Yeah, we paid out like sixty thousand dollars settlement. For no, that. I, it was really high. That that was, I think, the biggest one until the Edson Thevenin yeah. cover. It was like millions. I met, I've met people that settled with the city for like thirty grand after getting fucked up by the police. Yeah, they have to report it where I used to work. Yeah, there are a few. There are quite a few cases. I yeah. think in the last ten years, we've the city has spent three million dollars in payouts. That's including the Thevenin family case. Jesus but. Christ. Which number do they use? The 1.55 or the 250? The 1.55. I, I use yeah. the 1.55. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, okay, so the insurance is paying out everything except for this 250000 That just goes to our rates. Like, right. That just means yeah. that we pay more for insurance Yeah, now. it's not like the, so it's the like, insurance company is going to take a fucking hit. Yeah. yeah. That's not the way this shit works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that I saw something last week that suggested that there's... Maybe other arrests coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was seven or eight that had been arrested, but there's apparently a list. And if you were there, you might be on that An enemy's list, list, so to speak. There's like a secret list that that a security force will arrest you arbitrarily for, huh? Sounds yeah. like sounds like freedom to me. Sounds like 130 years of connections uh, yeah, that right. can be used to uh, try and uh, stop the narrative. It sounds like a slide toward some kind of government. I can't remember what kind. <laughs> yeah. Democracy. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that's most interesting is the unlawful imprisonment charge, right? We've got like states like, I think Florida's one, where they didn't exactly legalize running over protesters. They just but basically, made, it, they yeah. made it an affirmative defense uh, to vehicular manslaughter. That's like a very um, obvious anti-protester thing. Come up to the Northeast, we're just as fucking shitty. We right. just get oh, a little sure. bit oh, more. Yeah. We just add a couple more steps and it's, oh, you know, someone may have had a a medical emergency and was blocked in by the pro- protesters. Therefore that's charged, which I think to get back to the earlier point is bullshit. I've been at a lot of these protests. Anytime there's, there's someone having a, a situation or there's flashing lights, they get out and talk to someone, they will escort them through the lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. None of these people want, uh, want somebody to die of a heart attack. And no, a, in of a course sh- not. Yeah, of yeah. course yeah. not. That's like, I've never been at a protest that involved any blocking of traffic that didn't allow through people with medical emergencies. Like, yeah, there were ones where like, I'm picking up my daughter from like boys and girls club. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, well, right, go, go ahead. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, that's like not, yeah, that that's, that's ridiculous. And uh, this is speak nothing of um, the retaliation uh, that is quite evident uh, in Ferguson with like, I think it was like a half a dozen activists were just found burned in cars. Yeah. Like BLM activists, like a oh, year after. Oh, years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's just like, yeah, I mean, what What do you, I guess is what happens when you try to stand up to a literally unaccountable, retributively violent gang. Yeah, it's all, we talk about it all the time on the show. It's shocking, but not surprising, so. Pikachu face. Yeah. 
Uh, are we ready for a wildflower? Please. Yeah, same. So I want to, uh, maybe for the episode art, we can have um, the, the Drake meme where it's like sort of uh, eschewing the ivermectin, but then looking at the viper and giving the approving like wink and point. So the only problems I see with that is that it's not square and it's very small. Okay. So it's going to be very hard as an icon to see what that. But yeah, listener, you can imagine the meme and you can imagine clicking like on it and making, imagine make me feel seen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it on the Instagram, uh, on the Instagram. Oh yeah. We'll put it on the Instagram. That's a good idea. Yeah. Chris wants to see it there, though. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll send you uh, a screenshot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on a cleanse. I'm on a cleanse. I'm, I'm drinking a lot of, uh, you know, lemonade seltzer and no social media for a month because I'm not mentally stable enough to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazilian researchers have found that a molecule in the venom of a type of snake inhibited coronavirus reproduction in monkey cells. So, uh, this is oh, so horse dewormer yeah. is is bunk, but <laughs> right. snake venom. Sh- nice try, liberals. Yeah, so, not falling for that so shit. Everyone needs to go out and get bitten by as many venomous snakes as possible, and that's how we get herd immunity. Yeah, you just put a drop in your tea every morning. Yeah, and eventually you can just walk the woods with impunity. Yeah, but apparently this thing called a uh, the oh man. Uh, Portuguese is is hard. Um, Why are you reading Portuguese? It's, it's the name of the the pit viper. Yeah. Oh, it, oh okay. it's, it's, got, it's it's from Brazil, so it's got the pit viper is Brazilian. So he ha, it's, he speaks Portuguese. Is it, it the <laughs> Hararacusu? Yeah, Harara Hararacusu. J R A R A C U S S U. Hararacusa. Hararacusa. It's not hard. Come on, David. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, the pit viper uh, <laughs> inhibited the virus's ability to multiply in monkey cells by 75%, which is like 74% more than ivermectin. So how close <laughs> How close do you need to get to the lethal dose? Is it like, you know, sort of a razor-thin margin? Well, so, well, well, usually what they do with these is they don't give you the venom. They isolate the molecule that they find in the venom, and then they synthesize that. So, ah. like, it's not like they're, you know, drink this. It's, you know... 99% seltzer with lemonade and 1% viper venom. It's, it's, they, they find the actual, you know, well, molecule. They, and they actually, they say that the peptide uh, can be synthesized in the lab. So they don't even need to raise the six foot long venomous snakes. That's a that plus. It comes from. How the fuck did they even, okay, I'm sorry, but these guys are just throwing shit at a dartboard and they're like, <laughs> uh, uh, hararakusu, uh, peptide. Uh yeah, COVID nineteen. Well, let's try that one. That's re- that's relevant. That's in the news lately. Yeah, my like fi- they're just fucking. Th- this is just a grab, like a grab bag. Yeah, and also like you know, this is only really gonna. Th- this is like the blood serum stuff, right? Because like the, we had talked about on a previous episode that like the um uh the vaccine typically stops the spread of the virus in blood serum, but it doesn't produce the same antibodies in the mucous membranes, which is one of the reasons why uh, people who are vaccinated still have the possibility, and especially with the uh, Delta variant, of getting it and spreading it. Um, but, the, like, the, so I, I imagine that this would be a similar type of, like, treatment. Is it, is it treatment or is it prophylactic? It's treatment. Okay. All so, right. like, you it get reduces it. viral yeah. spread. Yeah. It uh, slows down the 
time in which it takes for the viral load to increase in your body to make you sick. So if you're getting sick and you get treated with something, that's what the other thing was. The thing that... Um, the Regeneron stuff. The Regeneron stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the monoclonal yeah. Just redu- antibodies. Yeah, monoclonal antibodies. Exactly. Yeah. They reduce the frequency at which the virus replicates. And so less virus, less sick, less damage to tissue and organs and all that stuff. And then Donald Trump survives. But it is really wild that they're you like... You did remind me, didn't you? <laughs> Such <laughs> a beautiful moment. A, and I was like, man, the one, I can't remember the last time I was like so happy to like go check the news. You know, like you're just like refreshing it constantly. You're just like, is he dead yet? And then he never died. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get for preying on a man's downfall. Yeah. You know? And Giuliani got it too. Remember that? <laughs> I know. They none of these fucking had it. died. I know. I know. <laughs> Bolsonaro. Yeah, several times. Yeah, like four or five times. times? Yeah. Fucking Boris Johnson. Yep, man. Fuck you, twenty twenty. You fucked us. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I am very excited about this. Uh, this possible treatment. That's great. How long will it be until people are just like importing these snakes? snakes. Oh my god! <laughs> and, uh, you know, like so, like the ivermectrum was was uh, uh, flying off the shelves. But it was the horse version. Yeah. Well, right? that was the one that was available. Well, only most. when they couldn't get the human yeah, version exactly. anymore. Right. So how long until this this there's none of this viper venom on the market? Well, you'll have to show up. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Hmm. Now, I, what's going to happen is there's going to be a Florida guy that, <laughs> that, there already, is. that already imports like exotic reptiles and amphibians. I, I know exactly what this person looks like. He sells weed. Yeah. And, he... He keeps snakes. Yeah, has a has a girlfriend that is that wasn't into snakes until she met him, and she's, now she's nine years younger than him, but yeah. she's legal, so <laughs> yeah, can't come at him. Yeah, uh, his landlord hates him, which is fine, but like, so do all of his neighbors, yeah, because it, it, the, you know, like little weird. Yeah. Like, like uh, geckos keep getting out of their, yeah, their and terrarium a, and into their house. Yeah, he's only had two venomous snakes escape, but like nobody got hurt. Yeah, it was a close call. Yeah. Except for that one time that the dog, uh, someone's dog disappeared. That dog was very old, though. Yeah. That dog oh, was yeah, like yeah, 12 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the snakes actually, you, you know, they only kill, like, animals out of mercy. Like, <laughs> that's what, that's what that, that pit viper was doing. Yeah, no, they're, they're going to import, like, a dozen of these, and, like, they'll be found dead, like, in their home. Like being having been eaten by, but the thing is, this is going to be controversial with the uh, Christian fundamentalists. Because, you know, the serpent mm. is the devil. I'm yeah. fine with that. And That's fine. They don't need to take it. it <laughs> Sorry. That was a little... Yeah, no, it's like uh, the, the, the tree of knowledge. Like, um, you know, God specifically said, don't listen to the serpent. So Yeah. God didn't specifically say, don't listen to the serpent. Uh, I guess God I, said, "Don't eat of the tree of knowledge." Shit, you're right. You're yeah. right. Biblical scholar, come on, scholar, Chris, you're fucking Catholic. Yeah, what the no, hell? the biblical scholar, golden uh, star, goes to Brittany this Thank episode. You. <laughs> Thank you. But you know what? I the we now know they there was just recently a survey where they asked like a thousand doctors, "Do you think that we'll ever get rid of COVID nineteen?" And ninety percent of the doctors surveyed said that this is now endemic. We will never be rid of it. Yeah. But if we have a vaccine, uh. And we take it like a flu shot and we have a drug that treats it pretty well, then like that makes me feel like it's less bleak. Yeah. yeah. Um and Johnson and Johnson is working on a COVID flu combo. Ooh. Yeah. One stop shop. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So anywho, that's your good news for the week. Yep. Um, thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, Adam, thank you for joining us this week. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, thanks to all our new patrons. We hope that you're enjoying the bonus content. If you'd like to become a patron for as little as $1 a month, head on over to patreon.com slash ironweeds. I think this has not been finalized yet, but I think next week we're going to do, we have not even acknowledged uh, the happiest of holidays this week, 9-11. We're probably going to do a bonus episode on... Nine, all things conspiracy and 9-11. Like really, really far out stuff. Like, the, not, the, yeah. like not the stuff that, you know, leftists can find some common ground on. Like we're talking the weirdest <laughs> fucking shit about 9-11 yeah. that you could think of. So The occult, the insider trading, the all of it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be lit. Yes. We, we have found the, the tiny slivers of 9-11 uh that uh true anon has not covered yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be great like the, just the tiniest little bit but uh to tide you over uh in the meantime you can find us on twitter ironweed spot you can find us on instagram ironweed spot and you can shoot us an email why don't you at ironweed spot at gmail.com thank you so much for listening we love you bye bye peace and you can edit out the uh, the snakes uh, joining the cause where I interrupted I pl- your yeah, sign I probably off. Will. Yeah, I just edit that out. Uh, actually, edit out anything I said. I'm done. I'm g- out of here. <laughs> I'm. I wasn't part.